Hello, and welcome to The Adam Show. Uh... It's not The Adam Show? No. You said it was all about me. You said if I joined you, it would be all about me. <laughs> Just kidding. Welcome, people. Uh, this is Autism on Shift. Uh, today we're just going to tell you about our show, uh, introduce ourselves. I'm obviously Adam. I'm Thora. We are your hosts. We're married and we run this show for funsies. Yeah, we run this show. <laughs> uh, so the title of the show is Autism on Shift. So we are actually talking to autistic people. At uh, work? About, yeah. Well, not at work. They're usually <laughs> not at work when they're talking to us. They'd get fired. It's better than being on Facebook. We know you people out there. <laughs> Me, I'm on Facebook. At work? Oh, no. Well, <laughs> don't listen, <laughs> Dave. Um, so basically, we talk to autistic people about their jobs, what they do for work, what is fun about it, um, and how, how being autistic uh, makes a difference at work. Yep. Hence, at, on shift. Also, on shift is uh, sort of the wordplay you know, where we want to change the perspective that uh, anybody can do anything. There's a staggering statistic that 84% of autistic adults are unemployed or underemployed. Right. And so we want to, uh, we want to change the employer's idea of what people can do. We want to, um, on a lot of the uh, sites you go on, people are always asking uh yeah, what do you do for work? What can I do? What am I capable of? And it's a it's a huge conversation in the autistic community. All right. So we thought we'd talk to some people and and just put it out there and and, and an shift, answer those questions and make a shift in that social conversation. Uh, you know about what uh, autistic people are capable of. So that's why we're here, yeah. y'all. So we're witty. <laughs> I don't know about all that. I'm sure we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm Thora, T-H-O-R-A, Thora, like the Thunder God, but with an A. The A is for Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> my, so my story is I was late diagnosed. I was diagnosed almost two years ago at age 42. And I'm sure, like many of you, it had me kind of looking back at my life and understanding more things. I'm uh, not so weird. Yeah. It, well, I am weird. Of course I'm weird. I know. That's what I like but, about you. <laughs> um, but that there's a reason for it as opposed to just... Um, Something's wrong with me. Right. I'm not broken. And it's been this amazing filter through which I could look at um, the situations in my life and, and what put me there. And it's um, it's been super helpful. Um, I, I think one of the biggest things, one of the biggest perspective changes I have received from my diagnosis is understanding why I can't manage to keep a job. I have um, either left or gotten fired from pretty much every job I've ever had. Uh, At least since we've been together. Well, I mean, it, it is every job I've ever had. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Fair. Um, at about a, a year, year and a half ish. Yeah, it's like I can only mask for so long, right? You made one for a whole two years. Oh, remember, two huh? years! That, that was, was awesome. That was a record. <laughs> but of course, I was a complete and total mess yeah, by the end of two years. That's true. Uh, a lot of masking has to happen for us at work, I think, um, and I don't think it's it's right. Um, so, so sort of a breakdown. 
Oh yeah, I had a complete. It's yeah, the autistic burnout. I think is right. is kind of the terminology. Of course, that, we didn't know that at the time. Oh no, no, I just thought I was just mentally losing it. <laughs> right. Um, and actually, that's kind of how I got my diagnosis. I um, had been seeing psychiatrists for a, a couple of years at that point, and nobody really kind of could put a pin in it. Right? Nobody knew what my deal was. Uh, I had a massive number of. Uh, unrelated diagnoses and um i'm sure this is uh, i'm common it's common uh, particularly in autistic women um we get a lot of you know um you know bipolar or uh borderline personality disorder or um you know schizotypal or uh ocd and we get a lot of weird diagnoses before somebody actually like really can can figure us out. Actually, most women figure themselves out long before a doctor does. Right. I am kind of the 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 weird one in that. Mine was total surprise. It was. Um. So yeah. Anyway, it was uh, it was a couple of years, and I had uh, a scheduling issue. Put me in the in the office of another psychiatrist, and she looked at my file. She talked to me, and she said, "None of this makes any sense." So she sent me for a full psychological evaluation. Um. And it was it was a long process. It was like eight months, lots of sessions, lots of tests. Uh, at the end, the diagnostician sat me down, and I, I believe her exact words were, "You have a little bit of autism." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, my response was, "No, I don't," because I didn't know anything uh, about autism at the time, and I made a lot of really harmful assumptions that most people, I think, make. Um, yep. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm. We're out to change that. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, a lot of the things, um, you know, we also have a daughter with Down syndrome and I think, you know, a, a lot of things are more clear when you see yourself being in that place of not understanding everybody, you know, and uh, all of a sudden there's a child with Down syndrome and we learn all about this child with Down syndrome and it, you know, and it really puts, so it kind of shines the light on seeing how ignorant I was to, or, or maybe just the lack of understanding, you know, a lot of us in, until we have somebody in our lives, lives that's, you know, autistic or with Down syndrome, you know, you start to understand what it means to, you know, to. Uh, well, no, there's just, there's a whole different world that opens up to you when you're part of those communities. You right. Know? And most people aren't part of those communities, so they don't understand uh, us or, um, or, they don't even uh, oftentimes know we exist or they just have this, you know, um, small idea in the back of their head from some uh, really huge, disgusting organization that uh, has a big mouth. Um. <laughs> and so I, I think from, I mean, the point is, is the, you know, being on both sides of that and, and seeing what I, you know, what I didn't know and what I know now and, and seeing, you know, what a different perspective that was. It's, you know, this is why we're here. Yeah, Absolutely. But go ahead, sorry. Uh, no, but back to um, my whole, you know, the diagnosis came. I was surprised. And then, of course, I did what I do about everything uh, was read and read and read and read and, and read. It's like you're a researcher for a day job or something. It is. It is like I'm a researcher for a day job. But am I really? <laughs> the world will never know. <laughs> Um, no, but of course, the more I read, the more I realized, oh, yeah, that's, that's me. Yep. Check that check that check. Um, and then it kind of trickled out from there. It was kind of like, oh, then I realized that uh, my daughter was autistic. And then I realized that, you know, Adam 
Adam's probably autistic. And then I'm like, oh, I think my son might be autistic. So we're just a house full of autistic people, and mm. it's awesome. Um, but kind of one of the things that has me be in this space where we're talking about like jobs and things like that is that um, my one of my huge special interests is job hunting. And that was partly out of necessity because, uh, as I said before, <laughs> I, I couldn't keep a job. So I had to get really good at getting jobs. And she's an expert at that. I am. It has become a massive special interest. I I enjoy the entire process. I love it. It's like uh it's like a it's like a gambling to me, right? Like you, you know, you put your bet out there and you sit and wait, you know, are they gonna call the right number? Is it gonna be, you know, is They never call me. <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry. <laughs> um but yeah, so I've learned to get really good at that. And so now I, you know, um, I run a business uh, writing resumes for the autistic community, um, interview, coaching, that kind of stuff. Um, and it just kind of uh, branched out into this podcast where we realized we just wanted to talk to people about their jobs. And it's such a fascinating um, thing for uh, for for people in the community to to know, um, it's something that I, I hear asked a lot uh, in in forums and boards. Indeed. So that's me. Uh, Adam, however, uh, is not diagnosed. Right. Not officially. Um, right. I guess we could we could say self diagnosed, which is completely valid. We are a um, a huge proponent of self-diagnosis because we know how hard it is to actually get a diagnosis for many people um, for many reasons, financially, um, uh, I don't know, time-wise. Um, it does take a lot of time. Well, medical gaslighting, too. That's a massive thing. People right. don't believe you or people don't know enough to be able to, you know what I mean? So you can even go try to get a diagnosis and people aren't, you know, it's... There's a lot of factors. It makes it very difficult. It can. Yeah. Um, but the fact is that, you know, you don't need a piece of paper, you know, that, right. that says that you are who you are. Yeah, and, and uh, frankly, I'm not comfortable to, uh, at, at this point in my life, you know, there's actually nothing wrong with it, but I'm a slow changer, you know. It's yeah. like, you know, uh, the more I talk uh, with people, of course, you know, we've we've interviewed people at the this point uh, already. We've done a couple intros, but uh, we're going backwards, yeah. But uh, you know, I've learned a lot, and I and it, and I realized that um, a lot of things would be helpful, and uh, hi- kind of hiding out where I am is hurtful to some relationships. Um, but you know, that's where I am. That's where I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Um, I'm not out at work. I. Uh, it's just it's I don't really want people to know. For for me, it's you know, look, I'm always just I'm fighting to kind of fit in. I've never felt like I fit in properly. Um, it's always felt like, but you have an ability to do so. I do, even if you don't feel it, it's. I'm sure it's exhausting. Masking it socks. Can, it can be very exhausting. Um, I'm good at it, um, and I've learned through life. And you know, and, and I think bef- before this, I've just kind of thought, hey, I'm really good at figuring out how to how to camouflage, how to mask. You know, and yeah. that's, and I'm proud of it. And so, like, I don't want to give that up. You know, it's something that I built. Yeah. And I'm kind of, that's just the way I am. I like to build things and until I'm like, okay, I don't need to stand on this castle anymore. I can move to the next thing. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm proud of the things I build. And so um, I am an architect. Um, it's something I enjoy doing. So, uh, but, but are you the architect? We're not going to tell everybody about that. <laughs> the magician never tells his tricks. <laughs> Um, but, you know, I mean, the more Thor researches, uh, the more I realize, you know, I look back at my childhood 
simple things. I used to build Legos again, architect. Yeah. Um, uh, huge into Legos. I had all of my. You still have all your Legos. I do. That's awesome. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I don't play with them every day, but one day I'm going to take them back out and the whole house is going to be filled up with Legos. <laughs> uh, but I had all my models in, as a child, uh, you know, on shelves and such. And I, I had my friend uh, over, I remember this clearly, uh, he would wait until I turned around doing something. He would move all my models around only to watch me turn back around and go and and be like, hey, man, don't do that. And then rush and put them all back in their place. Of course, the dust would tell me exactly where to put them. So that, <laughs> I was a kid. I didn't dust. Um, you know, but I mean, these things are more obvious. I mean, this is the kinds of things that are more and more obvious as it is for everybody. Like Thor was saying, the more she did the research, the more obvious her whole life, all these things were more clear. And it's becoming more and more clear for my uh, for my life. Yeah. Well, and it's it's interesting too because you and you you always say that you fell into your job. You did not. I mean, it- that's a good point. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm a merchandiser, which you know, putting things in their place is ex- you know, <laughs> perfect. And I'm really good at my job. I it, but uh, you know, th- one one of the times Thor lost her jobs, <laughs> we you know we uh, we were kind of almost down and out, and we. Uh, went through a temp agency and I got this uh, job as uh, doing vending machines and um, you know something I would have never picked uh, but it turned into this merchandising position where uh, at first it was just filling vending machines and now it's you know filling up uh, you know like a 7-eleven type stores in large industries yeah. uh, where I'm you know I'm ordering food and, and drinks and uh, you know salads and whatever and and I'm and I'm making it look pretty I'm Making everything look really nice and and I love it. It's, and it's not you know it's not just about the looks. He's super humble, but I'm going to tell you, <laughs> he is excellent at his job. And what he does is not just put things in their place, but there he like he determines psychologically what the best place placement is for certain things so that people actually purchase more. And it's it's kind of helpful because I mean you're on commission, so right. the more people buy, the more money you make. Absolutely. And so you know it's just one of those things. The harder you work and the better you are at your job, the more you make, and um, it's super helpful. And this is one of the reasons I love my wife because she is so nice to me, and she <laughs> always says how cool I am. You're cool. Um, one of the things I uh, I think was interesting we were talking about a little bit just a, um, about this. I remember taking this online test, the Aspie quiz. You know, of course, uh-huh. Dora said, "Take this." I'm like, "Oh God, this is like a hundred questions." You know, <laughs> the last thing I want to do. Um, but it it is interesting because where I fit in, going back to talking about how I kind of mask and, and I'm good at doing that, um, I'm kind of like I'm right in the center. So, like, you know, I'm this big circle right in the center of, you know, uh, what do you're you call like, that? You're like halfway like in. Yeah, you're halfway in the neurodiverse and halfway in the neurotypical. Actually, right. I think it's that side that right. Side. And so, of course, you're like way over oh, yeah. to the, you know, to, <laughs> <laughs> to the one side. And, of course, I'm right in the center. But it it's – um. It's, You've got a couple of little like yeah things juts. That sprout they out. jut out like over to the neurodiverse side right yeah um, but it allows me to kind of do my job with people yeah uh, and you know I talk I mean I don't get deep into conversation oh sometimes I do and I love that when I get to um, but generally you know uh, the thousands of people I see you know it's uh 
Hey, bud, how you doing? Well, yeah, and I, you know, and I like to be nice. And I enjoy people. I just, I, you know, I, I, I find it hard to get into real conversations with people about things. Yeah. Whatever. Well, that's I mean, that's common with anybody. Nobody ever. Really? I mean, people don't get deep. They don't want to get deep. It's scary and vulnerable, and and right. But I do enjoy it. Oh, yeah. I just mean most people. Like, when you... Like, I have a... Yeah, you're right. People don't want to. I know that. I have a thing, and I hate this whole... I hate small talk. I think it's just... It's disruptive. It's disturbing. And you really don't care how I am, so why are you asking? But... Uh, every once in a while, uh, you know, I'll get the right person. Like someone will ask me, how are you? And I've I, I've trained myself to respond now to this as, um, well, do you want me to be honest or nice? Uh, and most people just kind of scoff. Like, how rude, you know? And yeah, just, say, just say the answer. You know the answer. <laughs> just say it good. That's all you say. You don't say, I'm sick, I'm feeling bad. You just say, I'm fine. Yeah. That's the answer. That's the social contract, don't you know? Yeah. You're making me uncomfortable, man. Yeah, so those people I can just write off pretty quickly, and it's uh, so it's kind of like this little litmus test, right? <laughs> um, but sometimes people will just kind of chuckle, and it'll you know it'll just be like, oh yeah, haha, I guess it is kind of a silly question. But then there's like those rare people every yes. once in a while that I'll just say, hey, you want me to be honest or nice? And they'll be like, yeah, uh-huh. you know what? That is a really strange question to ask people, especially if you don't even know the answer. And then it becomes this huge conversation about uh, the ridiculousness of social conventions, yes. and and then those people are like the gold. You know, I'm pinning yep. for gold when I'm talking to people. That's a good point. And it is like that. So, I, you know, because like that with people that I actually get to have those real conversations with, it's, you know, three out of the thousand. Yeah. You know, I have these deep conversations. I can't wait to see them the next time. And of course, then I'm too busy. I'm like, I'll talk to you next time, you know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, one of the things that's interesting about uh, the way that you and I work together because we are different and we have our strengths and weaknesses is... Um, just that, that we work well together, but, um, yeah. Well, and you kind of, you kind of function as, uh, like I kind of call you like my translator, (laughs) right? (laughs) Because I am, I'm like, I'm, I'm an oblivious autistic. Okay. Like I walk around completely, uh, unaware of how I affect people socially. I'm like, Thor, put your pants on. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) See people, you know, some people are going to be offended by that, you know? But yeah, I mean, that's that's quite literally what, you know, like how we operate together when we're out in the world. Like you Absolutely. help me kind of melt into um, kind of the social structure or whatever, because I, I don't understand a lot of that. Or right. sometimes I'll come to you and I'll ask, hey, what did someone mean when they said X, Y, Z? Why do they have that? Why do they have that weird look on my face when I wasn't wearing my pants? I said, <laughs> OK, she wears her pants, but, you know, mostly skirts. <laughs> that's right. I love my skirts. Um, but yeah, that's. Yeah, so you're like my translator, my NT translator. Right. Neurotypical for those of you that don't know what NT stands for. Um, yeah, I I don't I, I don't often understand what someone means or what they intend by the things that they say, and so I always have to ask you before I respond. <laughs> I'm glad to help. And you're more of uh, you're the anchor in the relationship, which I'd like you to explain to our listeners. I, I, I guess I kind of like I, I I stay on track. I make sure that we're that we're both staying on track. Um, Adam has this fun tendency to like veer off on these like tangents. What are you talking about? 
Uh, no, it's awesome. I love it because squirrel <laughs> <laughs> because tangents are fun and tangents kind of like you know they help you learn things and they help you you know uh, it's just makes conversation more it fun brings and interesting. Different things in, although that doesn't always fit. Well, but here's the thing: like it's fun, but you know there's still like you know like like in our interviews when we do this podcast, right. like it's you know uh, hey. you you veer off, and um, you know I kind of have it like it's my job to bring us back to oh it is your job <laughs> like i said you're the anchor <laughs> yeah i mean we just got we got to stay on track otherwise these these uh interviews would take like three hours and <laughs> some have some have <laughs> <laughs> there might have been a drink or two in those yeah, only a couple um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah so i mean that's kind of how we work together um what we're up to when we do this podcast is really um we First of all, we love meeting all of you. We love Absolutely. meeting autistic people. We love learning from autistic people. I mean, we all have this massive wealth of knowledge, and it's so fun to meet. I mean, how many interviews have we done so far? We've done like ten, nine or ten. Nine or ten, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and everyone has been so fun and so fascinating, and we've learned something from literally everyone. Absolutely. And it's been really, it's been really good getting to know people. I mean, it, it, it has been a pandemic, after all, and so it's really nice to, to sit here. And, of course, for, for you guys, it's just, you know, you hear us. It's a podcast. But, of course, for us, when we're uh, talking with people, you know, we have a video because it's easier to read lips and see facial expressions and, yeah. you know, to kind of know where we're going. And yeah. um, But we really get to know people and really get to uh, enjoy these people. I mean, and we get, I feel like we've gotten close with everybody and it's oh, yeah. really been enjoyable, you know, and, and there's a lot to learn. Yeah. So we're having fun and we're learning. But, you know, the whole point of the thing is really to change the stigma of autistic people uh, in, one. in the workplace specifically. Uh, but you know, just in the general social conversation, like, you know, hey, there's more of us than you think there are. I promise you. Yeah, I guarantee you, you know, autistic people and you probably don't know it. Yeah. And in the workplace, we, you know, one of the other things is we really want to show our strengths in the workplace because yeah. I don't think that's quite obvious all the time. No, it's not. I remember um, when I first got my job, uh, actually, this is the first time I have disclosed at that's a job. That's true. That's right. Yeah. Um, which was, uh, which is kind of cool. And I think it's allowed me to not have to mask so much, which is awesome. Which yeah, you feel comfortable being you. And, and when you deal with something that you feel has been in your way before, it's, it's something you can, you can talk to and you can go back to and say, look, I've already disclosed this. We can, I can just discuss what's weird for me right now. Hey, I might need some help with this. Yeah, It would exactly. be very helpful for you guys to do this for me. Um, what's that called when, Asking your employer for a little help. Oh, like accommodation? Yeah, an accommodation, in a sense. I mean, yeah. it might not sound like it for you, but that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And, and a lot of that terminology, like things like that for me are very, it's confusing. You hear accommodation, you're like, well, what the hell does that mean? You know, in, in this case, it's very specific. I mean, you can give an example, maybe. It's like... Um, like, uh, I'm super blunt. Okay, I while I am, uh, whatever, assigned female at birth, uh, I could... I don't know how I identify, but whatever. Um, <clears throat> so while I am a woman, I tend to, I don't tend to, my uh, autistic tendencies are way more uh, male leaning. I present like an autistic man. Um, I have that social obliviousness. I'm very blunt and direct. Um, so I, 
so at work, like particularly like my boss, like uh, just the other day, as a matter of fact, he asked me if I would um, kind of oversee a, a group of people doing a particular task. And I kind of was like, you know, I would love to and I am perfectly capable of doing so. I have done it in the past and I am a great manager. I said, here's the thing, though. Um, I'm blunt. I am very direct. And people don't often like that. And I don't know why. I love it. <laughs> I, I, well, I do too. That's how I like to be communicated. But with. I get why people don't. I, I do. I do. Um, of course. And so I told them, and you know, his response was, if it, if I was just, you know, any old person, you know, his response might be different. But knowing that I'm autistic, he said, you know what, I get that, and we are going to build a team that works with you, because it will be your team. You know, and if I didn't disclose that, he, yeah, I would never have that opportunity. Right. And you might think that's weird or think you're just trying to say something other than what you're saying or, you know, yeah. knowing that you're blunt. He's like, no, this is exactly what she's saying, which is. Yeah. <laughs> which is. People like, see that as blunt and I find it as extremely useful. You know, if I didn't have you in my life, you know, you say something. I know that's what you mean. There's no question. Yeah. There's no beating around the bush about it. I'm and not playing a game with some weird word play or right. whatever bullshit. It's like, confusing when people are, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. I, I totally got I'm the tangent. Ah, oh, my God. Look, I was the anchor. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're coming each other's way. Nice. Well, after 20 years, you'd think uh, we would learn a little something from I each would, other. I would imagine. Maybe. <laughs> well, not quite 20 years. Almost 20 years. Almost 20 years. But, but we'll get there. I promise. <laughs> So um, the other thing is at work, um, we, we, what we're doing with this podcast is we want to highlight, uh, you know, basically how to support us, you know, to employers, right? Absolutely. And of course, that's different for everybody. We all have heard the phrase, if you've met one autistic person, you've met one autistic person, <laughs> you know, so all of our needs are going to be different. But, you know, um, just to give people an idea, you know, hey, maybe, you know, uh, I could offer this type of accommodation, or maybe I could offer this type of uh, work uh, task or this type of, um, you know, uh, tool, resource kind of thing. Um, and and that's what we're, that's the conversation we're trying to have is just, you know, what are the tools and resources that we need um, to help us be successful at work? And I think that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh, that's what we're up to. We're glad you're joining us. Absolutely. Um, we'll be here every week. Um, right. some of our, uh, some of our guests are self-employed. Some of our guests are, you know, they have employers and, you know, um, W2s and all that fun stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, so we get to, get to run I, the whole gamut and, and learn people from People are everybody. from all over the world, so I don't know. They might not have a W2 and... Oh, well, yeah, that's probably true. Who knows? All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, come back again, uh, next week. Uh, I believe our first guest is a service dog trainer, so look forward to that one. Is it? Is that who we're doing first? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we've got some exciting interviews coming your way, and uh, we are always going to have a transcript and show notes, uh, which may or may not include our guests' uh, social media links right. uh, on our website. That is carveresumes.com. Carve, like uh, carve a name for yourself carveresumes.com slash podcast um, mm. and, and we're going to be on any podcatcher that you that you operate I'm sure um, Spotify Apple iTunes all that fun stuff yep cool thanks so for thanks. being here look forward to seeing you next week enjoy enjoy